Hello, my babies, and welcome to Poker in the Years. I'm Uncle Daddy, Joe Stapleton. He's my work wife, James Hardigan. Happy Dinosaur Day, Joe. Dinosaur Day. Everyone says that their kids end up being obsessed with dinosaurs. Was your kid obsessed with dinosaurs? For a little while, yeah. I think it's a phase every kid goes through. I don't think I had the phase until I, and then I read Jurassic Park, I guess, and I was a little obsessed then, but I was a, a, a t anyway, I think it's cute when kids love dinosaurs. Happy Dinosaur Day. Coming up on today's show, it's our Scoop 2023 recap with, he's got the looks, he's got the brains, he's Howard Swains. Swains unleashed, no five minute tournament break to worry about. He can talk to his heart's content. And we did attempt to get some of the, the big heavy hitters that were went deep in the scoop main last night. However, it was just a little too tight to turn them around and get someone locked in for the next day's podcast. I think we have to remember, as anyone who's been grinding scoop has basically been playing poker consistently for the better part of a month. Many of them relocate to do it. So many of them have travel plans today. But more than anything, I think they're just exhausted now and just want to detach, especially those who are then going to move on to Vegas to grind the World Series. I mean, I don't know how many people probably are on a plane today on yeah. the way to Las Vegas who just finished Scoop yesterday. So it makes a lot of sense. Just a little movies and TV to talk about today. We kind of danced around it during Scoop, but I'd like to go a little more in depth for a couple of those things. Um Probably a couple of spoilers today if folks want to want to tune out some season, uh, some series finale spoilers. Um, and I am particularly down for talking about this week's super fan subject, which is the movie Let It Ride, a movie that has long been discussed in gambling circles and has not one but two connections to this very show. Does anyone already know what they are? Did Patrick? notice what they are if he didn't i should automatically win this quiz against this week's super fan stephen garvey that's not how the game works joe <laughs> um so yeah you alluded to the fact that not only did were they season finales they were the end of show episodes of both succession and barry both airing i guess in the u.s sunday night early hours of monday morning in the uk everyone rushing to watch them before everyone ruined it on social media yeah. i should also point out that Selling Sunset is done for now as well. Wait, done but, as in, like, we think it was the series finale? No, because yeah. at the end of the current season, there's a trailer for the next season. So I don't think it's going to be too long before season seven drops. I mean, they crank these seasons out so fast. I mean, this is some high-quality shit. And, I, I'm, dude, actually, writer strike-wise, it's probably a slam dunk that this season will be out relatively quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what led to the rise of reality TV, right? It was the writer's strike in the 2008 time. So kind of, we're going to see a lot more scripted reality making its way to our I, screen soon. I think that, that the rise in reality TV is a bit of a myth. Like, reality TV was already doing quite well at the time, but yes, it was yeah. It was part of the reason that it did sort of you know c continue on as long as it did. So Succession being done, I won't give any uh, actual spoilers, but just say... I think they stuck the landing. I think you couldn't have done a better finale than this, um, considering that people's lives don't just end um, and don't get all tightly wrapped up in a neat little bow. So I think as far as, you know, as far as like giving us an ending for this saga we were watching while understanding that these people are going to continue to live their lives, I think that it was pretty solid. I did read some funny things online yesterday about how, People asked both. Uh, oh, I have a couple of uh, conspiracy theories for you too about this, James. People asked both um, David McFadden and Jeremy Strong about their characters Matthew and what McFadden. they. Matthew McFadden. Sorry, his real name is David. Um, uh, just one of those weird facts that I heard Kieran Culkin say. Um, Matthew McFadden and Jeremy Strong say that uh, they asked him questions like, "What do you think your character is doing right now?" And they were both like, "It's the show's over. I don't." I don't think about what, what yeah, yeah. what's going on afterward, which I think is a totally fair answer. Which so is interesting I, because Alan Ruck, when asked about Connor, went into great detail about how he thinks his life is going to completely unravel and his, his entire world is going to become a mess. So he is still thinking about what could happen next for that character. Whereas I think Matthew McFadden's view is you've got to let it go. You move on to the next thing now. Well, I think part of it is that probably Matthew McFadden and Jeremy Strong have a bunch of movie and TV roles lined up after this, and 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 Connor uh, may not. Um, 
I saw this. I I started watching this conspiracy theory, James, about um how all of the names of the people in Succession, the names of the characters, give away what their ending is going to be. Um, I'm not gonna go into it in great detail, but look that up if you feel like it. I I, I want to move on to Barry, because uh, we didn't actually talk about the Barry finale, and this one I'm even less interested in spoiling because I. Th- uh, look, Succession was great and it was kind of fun. I think Barry is a masterpiece. Like Barry is prestige television at its finest. Yes, is it maybe like a like a six hour movie or however long it ends up being? Like if you if you were to cut it down and you know maybe it's an eight to ten hour movie because they're half hour episodes. I think in Barry, um, this this ending ha- haunts me. It, it was an incredible way to end it. I would say there was a wobble along the way the start of the third season was not good and i remember even three or four episodes into the third season thinking this was a mistake they should not have carried this on should have ended after the second season it then not only recovered but became as good as it had ever been but there was that wobble midway through this final season has been great and the flash forward in time worked perfectly and the ending considering the themes of this show and the world that it revolves around, perfect. Yes. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about. And that, like, I told you what my sort of theories were right before the final episode. And as far as I'm concerned, all of that came true. Basically, every character that found true redemption got their happy ending, including Barry. Yep. The Barry's final words were, I want to turn myself in. And even there's major spoilers, guys. Okay, so tune out for a second. He said, I want to turn myself in. And then he dies in the next 10 seconds. But he still got his happy ending, which was his son watching the movie and thinking that his and believing that his dad was the hero of the story. Sally got the happy ending. Fuchs truly changed and got the happy ending. And so did Barry and everyone else who didn't. Namely, Cousineau, uh, who never truly changed, ended up holding the bag, and I thought they did. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, I'm a little over the story we're watching becomes a movie. I think that that's kind of a a, a bit of a cliche at this point. But as far, but that's what this show was about. Unfortunately, it, it, it about worked people in walk- this context. It, it yeah. worked. It worked perfectly. Um, so I've got a few things to move on to now. I still haven't watched Beef on Netflix. I hear good things about The Diplomat. As you know, I've got one of my many three-month free trials for Apple TV Plus at the moment. So I guess I need to watch Severance. I need to watch the Michael J. Fox documentary. Apple TV Plus has a bunch of stuff right now that I want to try. It seems to be the place right now where at least most of the good stuff is. Like I'm not super thrilled with Netflix these days. Um, so if, if we want to pick something on Apple TV, James, I'd be happy to do it. I wanted to suggest, I don't know if you have this or not, White House Plumbers. Uh, What's that on? That's on HBO here. So it should be available on Sky in the UK. So via my Now TV subscription, I'll just have to look for it. Sometimes this stuff doesn't appear for several months. Sure. And, And weirdly, do you remember that HBO Max show, Tokyo Vice? Yes. That randomly ended up on the BBC. So there's some content that doesn't automatically go to sky as part of their deal with hbo so it's a bit of a kind of (laughs) throw throw the tracks at the board and see where they track down white house plumbers it's like a you know i know what the white house plumbers are yeah it's fucking i like i started watching the first episode and my girlfriend fell asleep and she does this a lot when it's something that she doesn't quite understand the context of the same way i do like i'm very interested in it i know who these players are i've seen them pop up here and there. Some of them are still working in politics today somehow. Yeah. Um, and so we got about three quarters of the way through the first episode. She wasn't wowed. She wasn't f- fell asleep. I It took me like a couple of weeks to go back to it. Oh my God, by the end of the first episode, I'm crying laughing. Second episode, I'm dying laughing. And the major plot points in this that are so funny are real. They're not made up for the TV show. No, absolutely. I can um, imagine. James, I can imagine. I've seen you, unfortunately, uh, Griffin and I have been like laughing on broadcasts and pushing each other into the bushes, uh, referencing a show called I Think You Should Leave. And if you wanted to catch up and be in on the jokes, season three just dropped. On what um, network? Th- this is on Netflix. Oh, right. Okay. 
And if you watch the first two seasons, like you can watch the whole season in like two hours. It, it's like a they're like twenty two minute episodes, and there's like six or eight of them, so it's not hard to catch up. Can't recommend this show highly enough. Haven't started season three yet, and I'm super excited. I hope I get a chance to see it this weekend. Um, but I'm going to be in Vegas. Spider Verse two is coming out. Um, this tomorrow. is across the Spider Verse. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. My my concern is. And I love the original, as you know, that kind of the live action Marvel movies have kind of ruined it now with all their multiverse shenanigans. And I'm kind of just so over it now. I'm yeah. so over alternate versions of characters. And... This is grandfathered in as far as I'm concerned, because yeah. it was it was like the original and they really just it was an amazing movie. It. And that, again, but that's my other fear is like, are we basically now going to water it down? But I, look, I'll give it a shot at some the, point. The early reviews are that it is better than the original. Wow. So, Which is yeah. an Oscar winning movie, by the way. It got the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. It should have year. been Best Picture, IMO. But anyway. Uh, it's been a while since we acknowledged our contributors on Discord. We always talk about applying to be a super fan. But of course, there is an opportunity to discuss the show there as well in the appropriately named podcast discussion channel and positive feedback to last week's episode where we delved into the world of Formula One as we went between the lines with Will Courtney from Oracle Red Bull Racing. Uh, Smiley Chops says, what a cracking podcast. Great chat with a top draw Formula One strategy expert with great ties to poker. Next time I go go-karting, I will pay close <laughs> attention to the tires so I run <laughs> Good. Um, thank you also to John Late, who says the Formula One chat was really interesting. Thought the link to poker would be a little shaky, but it kind of made sense. And yes, the Las Vegas Grand Prix will be unbelievable. Yeah, I was. Um, that was one of the m most engaged I had ever been during an interview. No offense to anyone else, but I was genuinely curious about what this dude's job was. He was also very cool. I don't know if. Um, I think most people listen to the podcast. I think if people eventually get a chance to see it, they will get an even, uh, I don't know. He's just a cool dude with a very cool job and relatively humble from what I could tell too. And look, it was nice to learn something about something I knew almost nothing about. So that that's one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. Uh, we then had White Boy arrive in the channel and bring up the movie House of Games, not realizing that not only do we both know the movie incredibly well, but we actually did a podcast about it back in 2019, episode 165. And so White Boy went back, listened to our review. I think conceded that, yes, there may be some plot issues and maybe the movie hasn't held up as well as we would like, but still really appreciated the poker scenes and because we also talked about Cool Hand Luke on that podcast, is now going to seek out that movie, which I strongly recommend to everyone. I I um I wanted to in in response to White Boy, I uh, listed out a few other Mammoth movies that yes. I really adore. And if people anyone wanted to choose those movies for future super fan subjects, I've been looking for an excuse to show my girlfriend the Spanish Prisoner, which um for a long time was in my top five. I don't want to say that it wasn't. I just haven't seen it probably in 15 years. So uh, I would love an excuse to rewatch movies like Heist, Spanish Prisoner, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. We haven't done that yet as a super fan subject, have we? Um, I don't believe we have. Uh, and what's the other one that I... Oh, Spartan is is one that I don't think a lot of people have seen, and I've been trying to find an excuse to rewatch those. So if anyone wants to do them, pick them. You'll, you'll get fast-tracked. I guess before we move on to Scoop, we have to concede that there is a lot else going on in the poker world right now. I, I mean, clearly, uh, you only had to open Twitter this morning to realize the World Series of Poker is well and truly underway. Yep. There's been all the stuff about the 25K fantasy draft in the last 48 hours, but now all of the events are starting, not just the employees event, but the Tournament of Champions, uh, one of the Mystery Bounty events, and just everything is about the series being off and running in full swing, and I kind of feel that my social media feed is going to be like that now for the next six weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is the first real bounced back World Series of Poker, right? Like, there was the weird one in the fall, and then there was the one last summer, but now, like, most people are over the pandemic. Most people have decided that it's over, uh, and folks are champing at the bit, I think, to be in Vegas. Last year, 
I didn't get in. I was going to ask Maria if I could have a little sweat on her 25K fantasy team, and I forgot. I didn't get uh, in in time, and she said she would have. I also forgot again this year, and I don't want to ask now that the team's been chosen. I just think that's kind of – I don't even know if that's allowed, so I'm just not going to ask. Uh, it would be fun to have a sweat in one of those one of these years since we don't have much going on in Poker Stars land during that time. Um it's also worth mentioning, not only is the World Series going, but there was a massive cash game that oh, happened. <laughs> I was going to say, before all the buzz was about the World Series, it was all about this Hustler Casino live stream. It was all about the million-dollar cash game. And I kind of feel guilty because I would like to have been more invested in it. I would like to have seen more of it. But yeah. it's really hard when we've got our own thing going on, when we've got our own live streams and our own content that we're producing around an online series for me to find the time to dedicate to looking at this. Totally. And it's only because of my obsession with Twitter that I saw anything about it. But apparently there was like a 3.1 or $3.2 million pot played. That $1.1 million pot played after that. Um, so, you know, congratulations to the to the folks at Hustler Casino Live that, you know, for, for whatever controversy they have going on, they put together great lineups and they get a lot of action on there. And, and I read one tweet that, kind of commended the way that the hand was directed. You know, that's something, too. There's a lot of skill to following the action in a three-point-something million-dollar pot. Like, that, you, you don't want to fuck that up, and it sounds like they didn't. So so congrats to those on the Hustler Casino live stream. Um, I'm actually I'm going to Vegas this weekend. Um, not to play poker, though. <laughs> it's so weird going to Vegas when everyone's there playing poker. And it's not that I don't want to see everyone, but I don't want to see everyone. Um... I will not be going anywhere near the horseshoe. I'm going with my girlfriend and a couple of friends from L.A. because another former guest on this podcast, my good friend, Clayton Fletcher, he texted yes. me a couple of months ago, and he said, I think I might be opening for Jim Jeffries at the Mirage during the World Series of Poker. Turns out that is a reality. I bought 12 tickets, and so a bunch of us are going. Uh, ben Ludlow's going, who obviously is a, a person well-known on the stream. Um, Jeff Platt is coming with us. Haley, who you met at the Poker Awards this year, is coming with us. A couple of my friends from L.A. So within uh, an hour of recording this podcast, I'm going to be on the road to Vegas. But I will not be going anywhere near the horseshoe not until yet. until until the main event. So, James, what, 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 where are you at on the main event? Almost there. Now, bear in mind, we have got a two-week break coming up because ironically I'm going to Los Angeles while you're not there. Um, <laughs> we will discuss this in the next episode of the podcast. Sorry to keep everyone waiting for a couple of weeks while I go on vacation, but we will resolve this. We will discuss it on episode 279. But right now, Joseph, we have a scoop to recap. Well, the 2023 Spring Championship of Online Poker is officially over, having concluded on Wednesday night. It ran for almost four weeks, pretty much the whole of May. Uh, and we streamed three weeks of the series, covering selected tournaments, including the 25K Super High Roller, the 10K Main Event. But it is now time to draw a line under Scoop. And to do that, we are going to need to employ the services of our Scoop correspondent. He's got the looks, he's got the brains, he's Howard Swayze. Howard, welcome one last time. Hello, hello, hey, how are you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, hey. look, per, on a personal level, before we get into it, how taxing is Scoop on you? Are you okay? I am just fine, thank you. I, uh, yep, it's, it is pretty demanding. I have to check in every day, obviously. Uh, lots goes on, but... The player's putting in quite a bit more time than I am, and yeah. uh, I'm min-cashing always. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now that we have them, we should start with the final series stats, the overall numbers, because I'm guessing that all 363 tournaments have now concluded. Yes, yes, they have. So 363 tournaments. That's that's one of the biggest ones. I think the biggest one we've had, by the way. Uh, yeah. So in total. How do you not go 365? I mean, come on, we're right there. <laughs> one for every day of the year. Remember, it has to be divisible by three. So that's 121 uh, events at three different buying points. Just add two extra mediums. 
add extra tiers to two random tournaments? No, just run a double. Anyway, it's fine. I'll I'll talk to Claire Coates. It might work out. It might work out one year because we have had a couple where uh, tournaments have been cancelled, like you know, because oh, tech, tech gremlins. So it doesn't always divide by three. So uh, maybe one day, maybe one day, maybe next year. Anywho, yeah. three six yeah, three. Right. That's one number. Yeah, so entries, I'm gonna read it, I'm gonna read this out precisely. One million two hundred and seventy-seven thousand five hundred and ninety-five entries. Uh prize pools, ninety-one million nine hundred and six thousand seven hundred and one Okay, so the reason I wanted to stop you there is because that number has shot up since we last spoke because now, of course, all the yeah. main events have been added to that and we can clearly see that that has smashed the series guarantee of 75 mil. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, we, we repeat it quite often on the streams, but yeah, I only put the stats on when the tournaments are completed. And so, yeah, we have this like four day delay at the end when we know yeah. like how many players are in there, but uh, it's not a completed tournament yet. So, yeah, so you're absolutely right on those. Uh, those When those numbers go on, it always rockets up as well as the entries, actually, because we have those phase events, which get tons and tons of entries. So at the very end, we just get a huge uptick. But yeah, Smash is the guarantee of 75, I'm sorry. 75 million. And Anytime someone mentions a scoop phase event, I do remember Joe playing a scoop phase event in Monte Carlo, not realizing that the second day would not be for several weeks when he would be back in America and would have to drive across the border to Canada <laughs> to potentially look up a min cash. I did min cash though, but I spent like four. I, the min cash was like one hundred and eighty dollars, and I spent like four hundred on the trip. So <laughs> now I know what it's like to be a professional poker player. <laughs> And how much paid to winners, Howard? He's had uh, together all yeah. the first place prizes. Last stat for a pay, first place prize is fourteen million four hundred thousand two hundred seventy eight, uh, and two million two point six million of that was in bounties. So, right, yeah, all, all, all huge numbers. Uh, I mean, they're sort of dizzying numbers. We don't it doesn't really make a lot of sense. But I did publish a thing on the blog today that has all the numbers if you want to look at them and and copy them if there are other websites. <laughs> okay, <laughs> while we're still talking numbers. How many wins for Brazil? Right. Well, they ended up with 89 victories, one quarter of all the titles. Uh, there were four on the final night for Brazilians. So the rest of the world won 294 titles and Brazil alone got 89. Uh, I just had a look back at the progression, by the way. So they had 50 titles in 2021, 77 last year and now 89 this year. So it's absurd. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know really how many more they can win. It, it, it's just, it just sort of seems crazy. But um, perhaps if we have a bigger series they'll win even more who knows what other countries did well howard if you look at the top five what other countries were in the top five yeah the usual suspects uh yeah. austria austria the uk uh sweden uh yeah all of those all of those countries always get like a good a good chunk but um like here's you know, here's one for you to... here's one for you for next year let's next year and by let's i mean you uh let's next year adjust it based on population size yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, that, well, I think then we'd get Andorra would crush this. Uh... <laughs> what I find fascinating is you say the UK and Austria. We know that those are major hubs for professional online poker players, right? A lot of people settle in the UK. A lot of people settle in Austria. So we joke about it. But the reality is an Adrian Mateos win, a Jao Vieira win is a win for the UK. Brazil, with the exception of a few Portuguese players who've gone there, it's mostly actual Brazilians, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, I've, we've looked at this on the blog a few times. Jack has done some good stuff on this, like about why there are so many Brazilians. And it's, it's basically most top Brazilian pros say it's just the thing is like you know the average salary in Brazil is relatively meager so if you can grind out a few hundred bucks playing poker you're you're like you know you're making yourself a really healthy like uh, additional living so it's Got like it. it's and obviously there are there are millions of people in Brazil I mean no no one's surprised at that like uh, so there's there's it's volume and then just there's a real incentive to do very well at poker because like it's just you know it's extra money when you when you kind of need it in the cost of living and and whatnot's going on over there okay so we know that felipe boinovsky will be inducted into the scoop hall of fame and will have his own plinth next year as the winner of the high buy-in main event player of the series let's start with the overall because that's the big one and then we'll talk about the uh low medium and high leaderboards yeah well 
it's sort of tempting to say that it went down to the wire because that's what we always say because it, it theoretically it could be won on the last night but this one's actually weirdly been been sort of like a done deal for a while because this uh this thailand based player foul first they won a tournament at the weekend uh the, the previous weekend and basically have not been caught since then so foul first one so foul first from thailand previously in russia but now in thailand got 2095 points and then Rui Ferreira you know reigning reigning player of the year player, was it reigning player of the series no it was so. Pads who won no, it last year a but previous Rui player has won it before yeah. yes <laughs> so uh Rui was very close uh, behind one 2030 points uh then it was James Wittet the drunk life with mm-hmm. 2000 points then Pads uh came fourth uh with 1975 and uh, jerry perry mason odin so yes but the important thing about foul first is so they won 25k for winning the overall leaderboard they also won a further 5k for topping the low leaderboard and 7.5k for finishing second in the medium leaderboard so they did there was a pretty spectacular performance from them uh, yeah, so Jerry Odin actually won the medium leaderboard for 10k, and Tobias Lechness won the high. Again, that was actually these have all been sort of like us that these people have been at the top for a few days now. Actually, so not a lot of ch- not a lot changed over the uh, last few days. But- I-, I saw a nice tweet from Pads uh, where he was sort of conceding, you know, his sort of concession tweet about how he was if he was going to lose to someone, it was pretty cool to lose to Tobias and. Uh, I guess he was sweating the, the whatever the 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 deadline was whenever that buzzer went off he was sweating it at the time yeah, they had they had some deep runs. All of them actually on the last day. There was one tournament where all three of them were in the last sort of fifteen, and they all went out one one after the other in sort of eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth or something like that. But it was kind of interesting because Tobias, uh, you know, he, he's a mixed game player mostly, and he almost never plays Hold'em. But I saw he played the uh, the No Limit Hold'em Hyper Turbo last night, the high version of that, and he came third. So he nearly actually won it. So one Pardo wow. won that, but he came third, and, and Lechness never plays Hold'em. So he was definitely going for leaderboard points because otherwise he wouldn't be in a high Hold'em event on the last night. But uh, yeah. I can't understand, Joe, is how Tobias Lechner can win all of these like non-Hold'em variants and also be a contender in player of the series leaderboards when he seems to be in our Twitch chat 90% of the time. Uh, It's because he's a fucking genius, probably. He's probably doing both. He's probably playing and smacking down chat pros an hour hour (laughs) stream at the same time. That's one of my favorite things about him, though, is that he's still, like, look, Pads is a genius, and I love Pads' tweets, and I love the sort of uh, way he thinks about the game, but, like, He's a dude that I like. He's not human to me. Like he is a he's a superstar. Like he is a a, a poker god, if you will. Tobias Lengness is just like a dude, um, and he's winning leaderboards. So I really appreciate that about Tobias, and I hope we don't ever lose him in the Twitch chat because I like his contributions. Pick up the Senkel ninety two. Um, okay, Howard. Let's let's recap what happened last night, and let's start with the main events. We talked about Felipe Boynovsky winning the high for over a million dollars. Just remind us what happened in the medium and the low. Yeah, okay. So in the medium, uh, Rolandinho, sounds Brazilian, but mm. it's actually based in Latvia. Uh, they oh. won 600K from a one, that's a 1K buy-in. Yes. Uh, the best known player at that final was Vicente Delgado. came sixth, former team pro. I think we know a lot about Vicente. Uh, in the low, there were 22,600 entries and Sodaski of Ukraine won that. So they turned $109 into Jeez. 233K. Uh I mean, for as far as I'm concerned, the most interesting thing what happened there, like none of the main events ended with a deal. That's yes. pretty unusual. So there's usually these huge pay jumps, and very often the main events end with a deal. And not only that, but Rolandinho and Sadaski, the medium and the low uh, winners, they were in on what for one bullet. So like they were they were on a massive like spin up, and so they didn't. There was one hundred seventy five thousand dollars difference between first and second in the medium, and sixty seven between first and second in the low. But they played it out. They weren't tempted. I. I to be honest, I don't know what the stack well, sizes were when they went heads up. We were we we were across most final most of those final tables. Yeah. I know that in the low and in the high, deals were proposed by the eventual winners, and it was the eventual runners up 
who ah. declined the deal in both cases. So right. it it never got to the point where they went behind the scenes to look at the numbers. It just came up in chat, and it's like, no, want to play? And I think, and I think, in the case of the lower event where the deal was proposed, the person who shot it down was the chip leader. Had a uh, huge chip lead, yeah. Huge chip lead and did not end up winning. Yeah, so that a bit of a heartbreaker there. Or, a, look, I'm not one of those people. I used to be one of those people that was like, oh, you turned down a deal you deserve to lose right back when I didn't no. know what the fuck was going on. Uh, now that I do, I don't feel that way anymore. But whichever way you look at it, uh, a good story. Yeah. Mm. Um, so we were have very much tunnel vision. We are all in main event zone last night. Howard so I'm, I imagine there was other stuff playing out and there were other winners there were actually there were quite a few more doubles and, and triples and stuff oh, so I'll, ra- I'll, ra- I'll rattle through a few of those <laughs> shall I? Uh, so Dalton Hobold Dalton HB won a third uh, that was in the 1k Super Tuesday there were tons of Brazilians on that final table uh, but there was also Simon Matson. Uh, don't think he won one this year actually C. Darwin uh, so Simon Matson was there but Matson went out in third and then the Hobold struck a heads up deal with Pablo Pablo 701 another Brazilian uh, and so Pablo went on, sorry, Hobold went on to win a third. That's Dalton HB. Uh, and then a couple of hours later, Premove, who we've talked about quite a lot, Montenegro based now. Yes. Uh, so he won, uh, a, he became a fifth triple winner. So that was in a $55, the No Limit Hold and PLO split event. Uh, so it's worth 7K. But Premovers now won a 2K No Limit 08 this year and a 33 No Limit Hold'em and has so had six titles coming into this year, so now has nine. So uh, Premove's behind only Benny Glaser and Calvin Anderson. So, uh, yeah, we, we've talked about that, but they've got 10 and uh, Premovers now got nine. Then there were like four P players who won doubles last night. So, sorry, who won their second last night? I apologize. Right. So, uh, Juan Pardo won a second, won the 320 series wrap up. Uh, then a player called Satona, Satona Makoto, uh, became from Brazil, another double Hakuna champion. Matata. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and Kazon from Sweden, K double Z O N. Uh, so they won the 5.30 mixed no limit hold'em, that, that other mixed event, they are uh, high of that. Yeah, so that's uh, they're the first and second titles of their career. Uh, yeah, and then very last event, the series wrap-up, Hyper Turbos, uh, Brazil's Markov's 61 won a second as well. So yeah, another four, that took three hours to get from start to finish with 4,000 entries. So lots of doubles and triples last night. Yeah, I- I'm not going to lie, I lost track, I think, after the first <laughs> week of how many double winners there were. So what what did we end on? In terms of triple winners and double winners, and just to be clear, these are people who won three titles in this specific series or people who won two titles during Scoop 2023. Exactly right, yes. So we had five triples. That's the same as last year. We had five triples last year as well, but we had 25 doubles this year, and that's a record. So, you know, in total, 30 people more won more than one Scoop title. Uh, Yeah, five triples, 25 doubles. I mean, I appreciate we weren't streaming every single night and we only spoke to you like three nights a week, but it always seemed that there was something incredible that happened. There'd been some huge achievement that we needed to discuss. It did feel like a series of of big achievements. Can you pick your top three standout moments? If you were going to say the three things that defined this scoop, what do you think they were? Yeah, you're absolutely right. There, there, there's huge accomplishments. Sorry, but, uh, uh, my my jokes, big laughs for me, they don't count, okay? So immediately, you know, if there's something I really great I did on stream that impressed you, not that, poker-wise. Yeah, you, you are all, correct, Joe. That does not count. Uh, we always talk about, uh, you know how uh, gushing I am off, off air, so I'll continue gushing with how brilliant <laughs> I think your jokes are. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so seriously, uh, then I think the, I've called them one night wonders. We had three players that won uh, that one of two events in the same night this year. Uh, cool. Bruno Volkman, Nicholas Astor, and David Erikso. Uh Yeah, I mean, that, that almost has never, ha- that's happened before, but not very often. And this year we had three of them, so that's pretty mad. Uh, I also was looking back at a lot of the final tables and Jerry Odin, Perry Mason, got heads up six times. Uh, one, one title. But like, uh, yeah, getting oh, heads up, getting heads up is pretty incredible. Doing it six times and then only winning one seems uh, 
kind of congratulations to uh, Jerry there. And then yeah. I think my other one, Matt Ashton, you know, yes. we talked about that. So he won the Badoogie and the Raz last year and defended both titles. So won two last year in Badoogie and Raz, won two this year in Badoogie and Raz in the high. <laughs> it reminded me, do you remember when Jason Mercy and Vanessa Selps won those the NAPT titles yes. like back to back? And we were like, this could never happen again. Obviously, it's not quite the same in a Badoogie and Raz thing. But uh, yeah, I mean, Matt Ashton defending those. thats uh, they're, my, they're my big accomplishments, I think, for this year. I mean... Benny Glaser is a name that comes up every time we discuss Scoop or W Coop. And again, he impressed during this series. So to be clear, he is now tied with Calvin Anderson for most number of Scoop wins, right? So chances are this time next year, he will move ahead of Calvin, who doesn't normally grind the online series anymore. Yeah, it's inevitable really, isn't it? Uh, he's won. So Benny Glaser has won at least one title every year since 2019. Uh, three this year, you know, uh, it, so it seems inevitable unless something ridiculous happens he'll uh, he'll win another one next year and we'll beat Calvin uh, Calvin Anderson but then don't forget we've also got pre-move on nine and Matt Ashton and Ola Shemian are on eight they've both got form for winning two titles uh, so you know not impossible that they go on a bit of a tear uh, yeah so I think Benny Benny will definitely going to edge further ahead uh, next year though for sure so he's Wild. tied with Calvin at ten but mm -hmm. when it comes to most number of coupes, so if we look at Scoop and W Coopers, two sides of the same coin, the big championship events on Stars, he has more overall coupe titles than any other player in history. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, you know, uh, Norway, uh, this Norwegian player, Chilolini, and perhaps you've seen his tweets. Uh, he's he's tweeting every day. Uh, uh, he's keeping, he's got a better database than I have even of all these uh, coupe oh. titles. So Ch I think he's Tobias Lechnes' friend, actually. I don't know his real name, but he goes under Chilolini. Uh, he, he's on his Twitter. He's put a spreadsheet for, uh, you know, all the coupes. And yeah, Benny, Benny is sitting atop of that with, uh, with uh, some distance bif bif uh, above everyone else. So what happens now, Howard? Do you get put back in your box and we bring you out just before Barcelona <laughs> so you can do that and then W Coop? Yep. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> to to wait, crawl no. back in. To crawl back in. No Vegas for you? No, I I, I could have done actually, but a uh, few other things going on this year. So I'm not going to go to Vegas. All right, buddy. Well, look, Howard, we will see you in Barcelona and obviously we look forward to using your services as our WCube correspondent come September. Thank you so much for staying across the series. Thank you for your nightly updates, yes. your podcast, Two Ways. Uh, as ever, we very much enjoy your words and enjoy spending time in your company. Good stuff. Feelings mutual. Thank you very much. Okay, it's time to introduce this week's super fan. Please say hello to Stephen Garvey. Hello, Stephen Garvey. G'day, guys. How are you going? Wow, he did, he, he did both Australian catchphrases in the first two <laughs> seconds. I, I'm not in the business of guessing people's accents anymore because sometimes I get it wrong and I feel like a stupid American, but I think once you say, good day, how's it going, I'm pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a standard, standard procedure here, so... So what's going on? Oh, yeah, it's the middle of the night. What the hell's going on over there? Well, I was going to say, are you an Australian who lives in Australia or are you one of the many Australians who lives somewhere random in the world? No, I live in Australia where we're not allowed to play poker. Oh, I'm sorry. So <laughs> we can bet on everything else, just not that. And so just to respond to Joe's question, what time is it for you? Uh, it's 12, 12 at night, so... Okay, not too bad. Okay, so a bit yeah, of a, not, a bit, not bad. Bit of a late night. You can go to bed after this. Hopefully, yep. go to bed as a winner. Do you have to be up for yep. work in the morning? What will you do with your days normally? I'm a landscaper, so far oh, no. away from the IT area. <laughs> right, but doesn't that mean you work super early in the morning? Are you like, do you have to like go cut grass like in a few hours? Uh pretty much. Four o'clock, oh. I get up. So, geez, Steve. <laughs> oh my God, what a what a wait. What's the Australian word for mensch? Um, a, a c word. I don't really. We have one. We you're just a right have, c word. We, we, yeah, that's right. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> we don't well, have anything else that covers it. <laughs> well, bearing in mind, Steve, that we don't want to keep you hanging around because you need to that's get to right. bed. We can move on to the movie that you've selected as your specialist subject. Yep. Just it's before a film you do, 
Yeah. Guys, just I just wanted to say um, I've actually followed you guys from day dot, and also I used to follow the two jacks in the hole and poker oh, road from Steve. way back. So, oh, yeah, man. I've been watching on your. I've watched sort of your career go from you know strength to strength. So, congratulations, guys! Really good. Oh, pal, thank you so much. Yeah, Jeez, yeah, no uh, worries. Yeah, you know, every once in a while somebody drops the two jacks in the hole. For those who who don't yeah. know, it was my <laughs> first ever sort of the podcast I created, and um. God, I miss it. I miss it so much. I'll, I'll say this every once in a while, just to let people know, we used to beat Joe Rogan back in the day. Yeah, and if we yeah. had stuck with it, maybe we'd be the ones with a $130 million Spotify contract <laughs> that everyone hates. I don't know. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate right. that. And you also had the, one of the great games of Guess the NES. Yeah, we used, to chase, we used to play, uh, <laughs> used to play theme music from Nintendo games and make people guess. Uh, which games they were, but I don't think anyone would get them anymore unless you're over, you know, 40. Well, <laughs> yeah. This segment yeah. is called Superfan versus Stapes, and clearly, yeah. Steve, you qualify as a superfan. You've Fuck been with yeah, us for many, many years. Maybe you're kind of like verging into the territory of Stapes Stalker, but we will move on and talk about the film <laughs> Let It Ride, because this is a movie that I saw probably the better part of 20 years ago. I'm glad you brought it up, because even though there's no poker in the movie, it's a gambling movie, and Joe, it has a, a couple of connections to our podcast to the poker world yeah so i was wondering if patrick picked up on this so there are um multiple connections here one is that jennifer tilly obviously has been a guest on our podcast but steve i don't want to put you on the spot here but that's what this whole thing is about do you know the other connection to our podcast uh no i don't actually so one of the characters in this movie was another actor in this movie was a guest on our podcast, and his name is Joseph Walsh, and right. he plays the character of, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, hopefully it's not a question because I'll remember it then, but uh, he's he's the, the guy with the bald guy uh, who's, who's in the bar, and then he's oh, at the right. track, yep. and then he's in the yep. bar again. Uh, so yeah. yeah, that was interesting. I saw the name Joseph Walsh in the credits, and he's got like a you know not not a huge role in the movie, but not a tiny one either. And no, Joseph, no, no. yeah, another one you mean is best known as the writer of California Split, which I still believe is one of the greatest movies about gambling, and certainly one of the greatest poker movies ever so made. I did want to talk to Steve real quick about the sure. movie. Now, Steve, you just said in Australia we can bet everything else. Are you a, a horse racing fan? Is that why th you chose this movie? Uh, well, that's how I sort of started off was horse racing and then the poker turned up. And I never realized you could actually make money at poker at all, which I never have. So <laughs> it was just uh, – but it's a, a great fun night out for me. And, you know, it has a limit of what you're spending. And, yeah, it's – it was something that we just sort of got into. But I gave up the horse racing. I took went to the races one time, and um, my son, who was eight at the time, I said, do you want to put $2 on a horse? And he said, oh, there's one there. It was Harry Go to Bed, which was his name. Ah. So I chucked it on, 80 to one shot, and naturally it wins. And so I've got to give my son $160, and all my handicapping and everything was out the window, and that was the <laughs> last time I gambled at the horses. <laughs> I had a very similar first experience at the track. I bet on a horse named Mickey Free, and it won. And then I spent the next 20 years thinking that I was good at picking horses. And I grew up next to a very famous racetrack called Saratoga. And yeah. uh, to this day, they still shoot a lot of movies there because it's like largely unchanged from whatever they built it in the 1800s. Yeah, right. um, and so I worked as a clerk, the Robbie Coltrane character in this movie, who oh, is the right. betting clerk. Yeah, yeah. I did that job for a lot of awful degenerates like Richard Dreyfus. All these losers in this movie really spoke to me. Like I knew oh, yeah, all of these. Movie is, the movie is incredibly realistic. It's it's I, quite I, it's realistic scary. with yeah. how big a degenerates a lot of these people are yeah. and how bad they are at picking winners. It's <laughs> also a movie with a lot of charm and a lot of heart. Yeah. Now, we have 10 questions about Let It Ride, and you get to go first, Steve. As the superfan, as our guest, you can pick which number we go to first. Okay, we'll just start off with one. Number one, okay. Now, this has a bonus. I'm going to make sure that the bonus questions are evenly balanced. Four questions yep. in this quiz have bonuses attached. So, what is the name of Jennifer Tilly's character? Uh, Vicky. 
Vicky for two points. And there is a bonus question, as I said. Complete her quote. Nothing ventured, nothing... Ventured. For the bonus point. <laughs> and Joe, you can pick a question now. I think I'm in trouble here. I think I'm in trouble. I, at least I'm not mad because I wouldn't have known that one without um, without the choices. So, um, so James, instead of if for this purpose of this game, instead of asking me which one I want, you have to ask me which number I like. Which what number do you, like? do you like? What do you like? Um, what do you like? I like I like the three horse. Give me the three. <laughs> what was the name of Looney's cat? What was the name of Looney's cat? Looney's cat name. Which one was Looney? All right, I'll take the choices. Was it Fluffy, Lord Byron, Junebug, or Starry? Lord Byron was one of the horses. Junebug was a horse. I'm going to go with Fluffy. Junebug was Looney's cat. Oh, shit. And we go into the second round. How many days ago did you see this film? Two days ago. Okay, uh, anything but one or three, Steve? Um, eight. Question number eight. Where does Trotter put the money that he wins from the first few races? In his shoes. In his shoes for two points. <laughs> Five nothing. Joe, which question do you want? What do you like? Question. Uh, I like, I like, give me the, give me the nine. Uh, give me two dollars on the nine okay. to win. A nine as a bonus, so we're balanced. Okay. What's the name of the horse that wins in a photo finish in the first race of the day? The horse that wins in the photo finish in the first race of the day is Charity. It is for two points. And the bonus question is what number was that horse? That number of horse was, it was two. The two horse. It was the four. Four horse. Damn it. Five two, the score as we go into the third round. Two, four, five, six, seven, or ten, Steve. Ah, uh, five, thanks. Number five. Where does Looney's brother live? I have no idea. You can take the multiple <laughs> choice options. I'll take the choices. Thanks. Okay. Is it in Miami, in Cleveland, in Dallas, or in New York? I'll say Miami. It was Cleveland. This is a tough one, Patrick. I'm liking it. Yeah, this is good. Okay, Joe, which question do you want? What do you like? Uh, I like the the lowest horse possible. The two, okay, I that's think. number two. Yeah. How many $50 win tickets does Trotter have on the three horse in the seventh race? How many $50 win tickets? It's 20, $2,400. I think it's 69. Is that a comedy answer? No, it's not a comedy answer. The answer was uh, actually 48. 48, okay. So four, six, seven, or 10. He Steve. wins $69,000 off of it. 10, thanks. In what year was this film released? Uh, 1989. Correct, for two points. And there was a bonus attached. Who directed the film? Uh... I can see his name, but I don't know how to actually pronounce it. Is it Payette? It's Joe Pitka, and I'm not going to give you the point, because quite frankly, no. I don't think you're going to need it. Uh, Joe, you do get the last remaining question with a bonus, which is question number six, before we go into the final round. What was Trotter mistakenly arrested for? Pickpocketing. Correct for two points. And the bonus, what was the name of the actual pickpocket? Interesting, because I thought his friend set him up on purpose to get arrested for no reason. I didn't know there was a real pickpocket. Uh, I thought Looney ratted it. Anyway, um, Hansy J. Morgan was the actual pickpocket. Final round, Steve, Steve. Wait, Steve, did you know that? Did you know Morgan was the pickpocket? No, I, no, I couldn't. I wouldn't have been able to pull that up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This might be one of the few times, it might even be the only time, that we've got to the final round... And the number seven is still on the board, Ooh. along with the number Nobody four. Nobody liked the seven. The seven's a dog. Okay, seven or four, four or seven. I'll go with four. Wow, it's not coming seven for Steve today. On what day of the week are the races? Uh, Saturday. It is Saturday for two points. So, Joe, you get question seven, and you should be able to get two points here. Which actor plays the bookie who, keeps, who Trotter keeps going to? Oh, Robbie Coltrane, okay. It is. So you put up six points. That's not too bad. But with nine points, Steve, 
you are a winner. And just so you know, had it come down to the tiebreaker, I was going to go with the new tiebreaker rule, which is, did Patrick like the movie? The answer is, he really liked the movie. So you would have won on the tiebreaker had it been an even game. But you won it on points. Congrats. I appreciate we can't send you a Sunday Million ticket, but we can send you an enhanced pack of Poker in the Ears merch, including the very special deck of piped playing cards where the Jacks are the faces of myself and Joe Stapleton. Oh, brilliant. Thanks, guys. Steve, appreciate not only did, did you make my day with the compliments at the beginning, but also I did. This movie is not a good movie, but I enjoyed it very much. Like, I had a great yeah, time I watching it. I thought you needed to break from all the other dross that you had to watch and something to have a bit of a laugh at. That's all instead of the. I think the 100%. The last movie we made, Joe, watch depressed him because it was like a a World War II movie where the Allies (laughs) lost. So, yes, something light, frothy, a distraction is exactly what I guess you needed. And also, Jennifer Tilly is like lights up the screen in this movie. Like, it is is just incredibly charming, just so obviously beautiful um it, it, it like it was really really awesome to finally get to see this movie of hers too because i see her uh, reference it a lot now i can uh, finally I talk I to about her about 20, it 20 i was about 26 when that movie came out and after seeing that movie i distinctly remember going to nightclubs looking for women in red dresses <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can see that it's, it's one of those roles that like affects you the rest of your life yeah totally it does it does Steve, thank you very much for staying up late. Uh, thank you for Thanks, coming guys. on the show. And most of all, thank you for your support over the years. Thank you, Steve. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. Coming up next time, <laughs> remind me what the summer schedule is coming up. I am all over the place, mentally and physically. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier on, I have got, a holiday coming up, which I think works out quite well for you because you're going to be traveling as well. So no podcast next week, no podcast the week after. Once we get into mid-June, two more shows, two more episodes ahead of the World Series main event, and then we will go on our extended summer break. And during that summer break, we will drop one show, we will drop one podcast, which will be our summer special talking about Lucky You and the Michael Flatley movie Blackbird. Okay, so we got Savage lined up for that one. Yes. So what do we say? We just take a let's just take it for uh, like a like uh, a, an overview of what's going on in poker for the next week, and then decide on our next guest from there. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's not okay. turn this into a planning meeting on air, but yeah, okay. we, we'll, we'll throw around some ideas of what to do with those two shows before we uh, we call it a season. I know you like to consider when we take our summer break as being the season finale. That's <laughs> right. So to address something you said earlier. Yes, I'm going to be out of town where you're in L.A. However, I'm flying back just for two nights to hang with you. That's so very kind of you. Don't uh, don't sleep on that. So I'm in Vegas this weekend, St. Louis next weekend. Guys, I got all kinds of stand-up coming up this summer if you're in America. St. Louis, South Bend, Texas. I just booked a gig in Texas, my first ever Texas gig uh, right outside Dallas. I know it's a big place, so get in touch with me if you want to come hang during any of those. Then I'm in London Lots going on. So the next episode, we're going to do like a bit of a WSOP sort of recap of the beginning review, just how things have been kicking off there. Yeah. Any big results, any big names who've won bracelets, anything that people, people are we talking know. about, controversies, discussion points, we'll get into it. All right. Very good. And if you want to make suggestions or start the discussion early, you can do that on Discord. I think we've got super fans lined up for the next little while, but it's never too early to get in there and get lined up for when we will be back yeah and of course as ever we put the link to the pokestars discord server in the podcast description it's free to join and you don't have to download anything but for now that is all the time we have got for this week's podcast back in a couple of weeks for james hardigan i am joe stapleton smell you later (laughs) 